Welcome to the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jew. The 12 tribes of Israel. They get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. From the words of the Most High, straight from the Bible. Join us each week as the prophets break down deep basics, Bible mysteries, expose dangerous deceptions, and show you how to come back to your heritage and inherit the kingdom of heaven. These are revelations and insight that you will not get anywhere else. So he that has an ear, let hear. Because the prophets are about to speak. Israel United in Christ podcast. Shalom Israel, Most High in Christ bless. You're now tuning in to the Israel United in Christ podcast. As always, you can go to our website, iuicpodcast.com, and stream our audio. Also, we need y'all to go on iTunes and subscribe to our weekly podcast. Make sure you rate us, leave a comment, and if you don't have iTunes, download it. The podcast is now available on SoundCloud, so make sure you follow us, like us, comment, share our content, help us grow, support us. And last but not least, make sure y'all go and like the Facebook page to stay updated with the IUIC podcast. So now we're going to turn this over to leadership as they continue in a new series, The Three Commitments. Loyalty is a key word. I want to look up the word um, loyalty. Another word for loyalty is commitment. Commitment is dedication that requires responsibility. Look up the word commitment. Let's look that word up first. Commitment. The definition of commitment. The three commitments. All right, go down, go down. Number one, it says the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. Uh, let's look at some of these synonyms. Synonym is a word that uh, has the same meaning. A different word that has the same meaning. That's what a synonym is. Dedication, devotion, allegiance, loyalty, faithfulness, and fidelity. Commitment, the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. So, another word for commitment is loyalty, all right? Commitment is a dedication that requires our total responsibility, okay? And there's three major things we're going to touch. Standing behind your words demonstrates commitment. You say something, you better do it. That's commitment. What did they say? My word is my bond? Is that the term? Okay. Word is bond. Commitment is proven when our actions meet what we say. We say a lot of things. That's why I asked the question. People who are committed truly believe that it's important. They show up, uh, they follow through in what they say, and they stick with it. That's a committed spirit, a committed soul, okay? Loyalty, faithful, dedicated, devoted. That's a committed person. People who are committed don't take slander or discouragement seriously. Okay, I'm going to say it again. People who are committed don't take slander or discouragement seriously. They don't give up. A committed person does not give up. I don't care what he said. I don't care what she said. I'm committed to this truth. Understand that, okay? So, I want to talk about three main commitments. But before I get there, before I explain what they are, yeah, Captain Zeph is... Uh, 
uh, texting me. Okay. All right. Uh, the average black and Latino, I'm talking about you Latinos, the average black and Latino is committed to nothing. I'm going to say it again. The average or typical black or Latino is committed to nothing except their pockets and their genitals. That's it. That's all they're committed to. They cannot comprehend or grasp the meaning of commitment, which is loyalty, devotion, allegiance, or faithfulness. So the three main commitments we're going to discuss today is God, write this down, God is number one. Number two, race. Number three, marriage. Those are the three commitments we're going to discuss today. Let's open up with Matthew, the 22nd chapter, and the 36th verse. So, the three commitments again, God, race, and marriage. Some of you are twitching right now. But it's so, you're going to be all right by the end of the class. You're going to be okay. You never heard this before. They don't teach me that in Sunday school. I never heard such a thing. I'm going to show you in the Bible. Matthew 22, verse 36. Let's start there, Captain. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Uh-huh. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, <laughs> that verse 40, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, mean... Everything the law says, everything the prophets have prophesied about, hang on those two commandments. The church people today, church people, what they do is say, you don't got to keep nothing the law says or the prophets except those two. Christians are the filthiest and most dirty people you'll ever find. I'm going to tell you straight. Having been a Christian, I know my state of mind. Evil and wicked. Okay, so we would disavow every commandment, every loss that God wrote down and say, on these two commandments, saying all the law and the prophets, so you don't got to do nothing they say. And that, that's the warped and perverted interpretation we had. When Christ is simply saying, every law you read about, every prophecy you read about is based upon one of those two laws. Everything is based on those two. So, the two great, the two great commandments... Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, deals with God, race, and marriage. I'm going to say it again. Those two, those two commandments deal with God, race, and marriage. I'm going to show you that too. So now, let's talk about being committed to God. Give me Deuteronomy 6 and 5 to show you. What, when Christ spoke, when the Son of the Lord spoke, he didn't make things up. He based it upon the written laws. Read that, Deuteronomy 6 and 5, please. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words, which I shall command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Was that verse 5? No, that, oh, sorry, I kept reading. Stop I just want verse 5. Right. Deuteronomy so, chapter 6, verse 5. Uh-huh. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God, sorry, 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. So what I'm showing you is that Christ, 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 uh, what's the word? Not paraphrase. He quoted, he quoted Moses here in Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So never let a Christian tell you that when Christ spoke, he made things up. Uh-uh, it was always based on Old Testament law. Understand that. So from there, give me Exodus chapter 6. We're dealing with committed to God, commitment to God. Commitment to God. Exodus 6, let's start at verse 3. Listen good, Captain, we're reading verse 3 to 7. Okay. Exodus chapter, Exodus chapter 6, verse 3. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty. Now, God Almighty, that was one of the names he appeared to Abraham. Okay, when you read in the Hebrew, it's called Elohim. You will hear some brothers say Elohim or Alashadya, which means the terrible demon-like power. When you look up in, um, what's the name of that dictionary? Ben Yehuda's English to Hebrew Dictionary. The terrible demon-like power. God Almighty is translated to Elohim or Alashadya. Write those down. Don't ask me how to spell it. <laughs> read it again. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. Now the three-syllable word Jehovah is translated from the Hebrew Yahweh. Some people translate it as Yahweh. Some people translate it as Yahweh. Some people translate it as you hey wav hey We don't argue. We understand. Everybody, everybody following me, right? Okay, we don't argue. We under, what they say, I don't understand. I overstand. I'm deep, brother. Wow, you deep. You get that nigga a cookie. He deep. Go ahead. <laughs> and I have also established my covenant with them. And I've also established my covenant with them, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go ahead. To give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. The land of Canaan was the land of Ham. I'm going to say it again. The land of Canaan was the land of Ham, which is where, brothers? Africa. So, you know what? We got to get to the point where we don't argue. They say, oh, Africa's the motherland. Don't say, no, it ain't. Just say, what part of Africa? What part? Is it Kenya? Is it uh, Ghana? Is it South Africa, Mozambique? Or is it Israel? Now you got them. See, it's, believe me, when you change that vernacular, it's going to win them in. It's going to win our people over. Trust me. Read on. What verse you at? We in verse five now. Go ahead. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. Now, we didn't even know the Lord's name at this time, but he heard our groaning and because of the covenant the most I made with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob he says I hear my people I hear them I'm going to answer them now okay so people get caught up well if we don't know his name he's not going to hear us that's not true what we're reading they, our foreparents did because Moses said hey they're going to ask me what your name what your name is when I, you send me to them we didn't know his name we didn't know it the Lord still was answering our cry I understand that okay read on Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, 
and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will rid you out of their bondage and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. You know what them great judgments are? Them plagues that he sent. He killed the Egyptians for us because of the covenant he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That divine love he has for our people. He said, I'm going to kill these nations for y'all. Go ahead. And I will take you to me for a people. So everybody is not the people of God, only the Israelites. Come on. And I will be to you a God. Understand, and I will be to you a God. Read. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from, a, from under the burdens of the Egyptians. So the Most High was always, he was committed to us. Our commitment must be more so towards him as well. So from there, let, let me show you that. Give me Exodus 31. Lava, that's your phone ringing. Exodus 31, and we're going to read verse 16 and 17 regarding another covenant the Most High made with us. Come on. Exodus 31, verse 16. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath. That's, you know why I want that? Because remember, who knows what that scripture is where it says the Sabbath was made for man. It's in the New Testament. Matthew. Not man. Where is that at? Matthew 12. Find me that. Not Matthew 12 and 8. That's what Lord, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. Oh, okay, okay. The one that says the Sabbath was... John. Somebody find it for me. It just popped in my mind. And I want to show you the meaning and proper understanding of the. Somebody just find me that. The Sabbath was made, was not made for man. Something like that. Let me look. Lava talk. Let me find it. Mark 2.27. Thank you. Find me that. Mark 2.27. And we're going to come back to Exodus. So hold Exodus. Watch this. Mark chapter 2 verse 27. And he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now Christians read that and go, see, it's made for everybody. That's not what Christ is saying. Remember, everything Christ said was based upon Old Testament law and prophets. Go back to Exodus now. Let's see what man he's talking about. Exodus chapter 31, verse 16. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. Watch this. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. So the Sabbath day is a covenant between the Most High God and us, the children of Israel. That's the Sabbath's a covenant for us. Go ahead. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Now somebody may jump up and say, but don't all nations, aren't they going to celebrate the Sabbath? Yeah, you better believe it, and we're going to force them to keep it, because they ain't keeping it now. No, the so-called Jew, he ain't keeping nothing. He ain't celebrating nothing. That demon. The Sabbath is our day, and we're going to force them to celebrate it honorably and correctly. Like it says in Isaiah 66, Isaiah 66. But I don't want that right now. Give me Deuteronomy 4 and 7. Deuteronomy 4. I'm taking it slower. I'm building. Just, just bear with me. I'm building up to a point. Deuteronomy 4, verse 7 and 8. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7. Listen good. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them? No other nation... That had the Lord so near unto them like the Israelites. Read it again. For what nation is there so great 
who hath God so nigh unto them. Let's jump up. Let's jump up. Start at verse 5 and let's read down. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 5. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whither ye go to possess it. Watch this. Go ahead. Keep therefore and do them. Keep the law and do them. Read. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Now that's really going to take place in the kingdom, okay? Because, so that lets us know, we need to relish in the laws the Most High gave us. We need to always teach it, okay, always. And he, guess what? Even the nations have to obey the laws. Esau got to obey the law. The Arabs got to obey the law. Moab, the Chinese and Japanese got to obey the law. Keep the commandments, all nations are going to have to do it. If they don't do it, we're going to force them to do it. That's what Isaiah 60 is talking about. We're going to force them to do God's laws. Every knee shall bow. Understand that. Read on. Uh, For what? Read that. Read it again one more time. Verse 6 or yeah. from 5 what down. What you just read before Bishop was there. It says, keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Could God give us the commitment to be a defense against the other nation? They're going to rise up against us. What we do, we break the commandment. Now we open gate for them to attack us, to destroy us. The commandment was given to us for a defense. For heaven to help us fight against any nation that will step against the Israelite. What we do, we break the defense. So they're easy to come for us. That's why we're in a condition, because we break the defense. And the Mosai is also letting us know. He said, listen, you want to be acknowledged by the other nations? You're only going to be acknowledged by the other nations when you teach my laws. When you teach God's laws, men and women in the nation are going to say, surely this is a wise and understanding people. Because these laws can fix our people. We're always looking for a solution. What can, we, what can fix black and Latino people? God's laws. This is the solution. We're looking for economics. The white man put up economics. We, look, economics is the way. Another white man says, no politics. We go, look, politics the way. Another white man throw up religion. Now look, religion is the way. The most I said, no, my laws is the way. And when we do that, the nation's going to humble down and admit, surely this is a wise and understanding people. Read on. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7. Uh -huh. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? Go ahead. And what nation is there so great that have statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day. So the Most High gave us these laws to make us honorable in the sight of the nations. He said these laws will uplift you above all the nations. He said just keep them and I'm going to protect you. That's what he's saying. Alright Israel, this concludes this week's episode of the podcast. I said it in the beginning and I'm going to say it again. Make sure y'all find us on iTunes. Make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you rate us. If you're an Android user, just download iTunes on your computer. We're now on SoundCloud, so make sure you follow us, like our content, leave a comment. And also, we got a Facebook page now, so make sure y'all find us on Facebook, like the page, stay updated with the Israel United in Christ podcast. All right, shalom, most in Christ bless, we out.